welcome to season five of the Presently Engaged podcast. This is where you'll find short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollack, and I'm really glad that you are here. This season, I'm adding something new. The first part of the podcast will have a devotional thought sourced from life as always. Then we will end the podcast with a scripture reading. I'll be reading the English Standard Version of a passage. This will give us the opportunity to center our minds on Jesus and our hearts on his word. Because lives will change as we engage with God's word. I'm cheering you on as you live purposefully right where God has placed you. Because you, friend, you're making a difference. Trudging through the endless sand, they searched for food. Every bite they took reminded them that there was one less morsel for their next meal. Knowing dads and moms, many went with less so their children could have had what they needed. Fathers glanced at mothers. Mothers watched their children in concern. Their daily food dwindled. Supply sacks grew far too light. Imagine how much food a million or so people in the desert would need. Need turned to complaint, and complaint became grumbling. Exodus 16.2 says, And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Here they were, wishing for slavery and death instead of a serving of freedom and life with a side of hunger. God sent a message through Moses to share with the people he was leading. In the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. The next morning the sun rose on dew in the desert. But this wasn't a normal dew. When the dew dissipated, a flaky substance remained behind. What would you do if you walked out one morning with a flake-like thing fine as frost on the ground? I know what I would probably do. I would ask, what is this? And that is exactly what the Israelites did when they saw flaky stuff on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And that is exactly what manna means. What is it? Of all the things that had been experienced before, the Israelites had nothing to compare manna to. Moses answered their question, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. In the wilderness they were served nourishment. God even told Moses his reason for sending manna in Exodus 16:4. He said, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. Life-giving bread rained down from heaven. God, always doing more than one thing with the same answer to prayer, provided their physical nourishment while also teaching them to walk in his law and follow his words. This manna was without compare. Years later, Jesus spelled it out for his listeners in John 6, 32 through 35. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. I, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Here's the question of the day. What is the manna of our lives today? From where does our nourishment come? Jesus is the manna, the true bread from heaven. He gives nourishment and life. 
And how do we interact with Jesus now that he no longer walks physically among us? Through prayer and through his word, the Bible. The word of life has given his word within the pages of scripture. When we open our Bibles in the morning, we will have a new feast spread before us. No matter how many times we return to Psalm 145 or Romans 12 or Matthew 5 through 7, we can ask the same question the Israelites had on their lips when they exited their tents that first dewy morning. What is it? Scripture reading is a question. What is it that the bread of life has for you in his word today? What is it that God is revealing to you about himself, his people, and you? What is he calling you to do and how is he equipping you to love and live when you close that Bible and move to the rest of your day? Are you looking for a practical way to engage with the Bible and community? Consider Word Go by Bible Study Fellowship. They have Bible plans for personal and group study. Gather a group of friends in person or online for a two to six week study. Speaking of Bible Study Fellowship, my family has been deeply blessed by their studies. I began going as a young mama with a newborn and quickly discovered the value of their in-depth Bible study available across the world. Unpacking the truth of scripture with my children in theologically accurate, deep, and applicable ways will always be one of my dearest memories. For several years, I served as a writer for their student program, and now I'm even more passionate about the chapter-by-chapter study that BSF offers. You can find your own group at bsfinternational.org. There are in-person classes, hybrid classes, and online classes. So whatever you need right now, there's sure to be an option. My class is an evening women's group that meets both online and in-person in San Antonio. Care to join? Join me as we read Matthew chapter 2. This is the word of the Lord. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, The star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. 
Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. It's a new year with new adventures. You may feel like your future holds far more question marks than exclamation points. Life Purpose Planning is a 10-lesson course that helps young people define and fulfill their individual God-given purpose and calling as they engage in life-changing service and prepare for world-changing impact. It's a tool for young world changers wondering, why am I here and what should I do about it? And it's a tool for parents and mentors who are looking for a way to intentionally pursue, understand, and support their high schooler or college students' dreams. Find out more at lifepurposeplanning.org and go change the world.